This is Lisa Nearing with another episode of Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. We are sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, along with True North Homeschool Academy. True North Homeschool Academy offers live online classes for K-12 through graders. Students can see, hear, and interact with their teachers and fellow classmates. This is not just passive learning, but dynamic, interactive, and fun. We offer self-paced courses as well that students can begin any time of year, including American Sign Language, Biotechnology, Culinary Arts, Forensic Science, Veterinary Science, 3D Printing, Art and Design, and so much more. You can choose classes a la carte or in a bundle, making already affordable classes a homeschool mama's dream. Check out all of our programs and classes at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. And of course, we'd love for you to download and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Connie Albers, an author, speaker, serial entrepreneur, and connector dedicated to helping parents and students discover who they are created to be and how to cultivate long-lasting relationships. A small-town Florida girl who discovered a big world. She's a national keynote speaker, best-selling Amazon author, one of the country's most respected homeschool leaders, and highly sought-after strategists. What she enjoys most is helping ordinary people learn how to paint pictures of possibilities for their children, their future, and their faith so they can build extraordinary lives. Since 1986, County Albers has been a go-to resource for moms who want to serve the Lord and their family while using their gifts to shape and influence their community and are ready to learn how to manage the stop and go of life, cultivate close relationships, save money so they can enjoy life. Hello, everybody. This is Lisa Nearing, and I am so excited to welcome to the show today, Connie Albers. And you are probably familiar with Connie because she is a popular conference speaker and also the author of Building Stronger Families and Parenting Beyond the Roles. She is here to talk to us today about the soft skill of communication. And her background has to do with Walt Disney World, where they make the magic happen, and which is great because we just, as a family, we just watched Saving Mr. Banks a couple nights ago, and they just portray Walt Disney as just, he is really all about making the magic happen. And that's what good communication really is, isn't it? So Connie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hey, Lisa. Thanks for asking me to be here. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah. What was your background with Walt Disney and how did that really set you up for success as, as really a professional communicator? I had just finished school. I, I loved working with people, communication, bringing people together and such. And I decided, you know, I live in Orlando. So I feel like everybody that lives in Orlando works for Disney at least once in their lifetime. It's, um, it's probably, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not true. However, what I have learned all these years later is what um my tenure with them being a trainer for their their cast members because they're not employees and the opportunity for me to work with their VIPs and dignitaries as well as being able to represent uh the company doing various media i started to study what was the you know what was the magic in all of that mm-hmm. and truly it was their ability to make every single person that came through those turnstiles or, you know, entered the, onto the property have an experience that was memorable and really they created that. Mm. And as now, you know, 30 some years later, a lot of what I have learned, I have just uh, tailored to fit whatever environment I, I am in, whether that's working in a church environment, whether that's homeschooling my children whether that's in working with leaders in my city and in my community as a, a, 
a woman in leadership, the principles are all still the same. Communication are just words, right? How there we can say that you and I can say something and it's going to have a it's going to land in somebody's heart a little differently because it's the construct of words and it's a thought that we put into the phrases that we use that move and inspire others toward a cause or toward action. I love that. I just did a training on how to write compelling copy and one of my points was that all copy is really persuasion is really what it boils down to. Any copywriting that we do. What do you have to say to the mom who's a little frazzled at home with four or five kids or even one or two, and they don't feel like they're building the magic kingdom there at home? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, as a mom of five myself, there were days that <laughs> um, my words weren't as uh, memorable or as grace-filled as I would have liked. What can I say to the mom in that situation that you're in the long haul. You're not in it for the day. And if you, you know, say something you shouldn't say, or you don't say something that you should have said, you actually do get an opportunity to try again the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, one, you can also ask for these magical words of, I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I said that in that way. You know, it's maybe it's not sometimes, maybe it's not so much what we say. Sometimes it's just the tone that we say it. Mm -hmm. And, for moms, especially when I was in the middle of raising all the kids and I have five children in seven years, so it could be crazy around here. I just had to keep that perspective in mind. I knew where I was going. So to that mom, I say, where are you going? Do you know? And have you articulated that message to your child? Mm -hmm. If you're in church leadership, if you're a ministry leader, if you're working with uh, high schoolers, middle schoolers, you know, college kids, uh, we spent a lot of years teaching high school and college kids. What, what is your goal? What is your long-term goal? It's, mm -hmm. it's really to build relationships. And once you have the relationship in ministry, then you're able to talk about the, uh, the Lord and how, you know, what the ultimate goal is. And that's to point our, our, the people that we are with to Christ. That's the ultimate goal. But you can't just do that without having a relationship and you don't have a relationship without communication and then feeling these two important elements that they feel like they are heard and they're affirmed. Mm -hmm. So if you're the person in leadership and you have others that are like under you and you are leading them, then you need to affirm, you need to hear your people and then you need to affirm them. Mm -hmm. If you are a person and you've got people over you and under you, uh, which, you know, to be honest with you, Lisa, we all have people over us and under us, but right. um, there's never like a total top dog. But you need to remember that the person who is in, in authority over you, they need to be, be heard and affirmed. And the reason that matters is because they have people above them that may be chewing on their ankles and trying to get them to do things. And it just kind of goes down the chain. Mm -hmm. If you're the parent and you want that relationship with your child and in the context of communication and especially in soft skills, mm -hmm. one of the most impactful ways we can impact our families is by letting each member of the family know that that you hear them you really do hear them and you affirm them by saying i understand what you're saying let's consider this mm -hmm. right how do we convey i mean you've you've packed so much into there i feel like we could do a whole week on so many of the points that you've mentioned <laughs> so far so i don't want to go too fast but but something yeah. you mentioned captured my attention 
And that is we need to convey to our kids and the people around us, where are we going? And I think that we lose sight of that sometimes when we have a bunch of little people around us. Like, do they really understand what that means? And how do we articulate that well to them? Yeah, uh, honestly, sometimes all we're trying to do is make it to bedtime. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) If we can get that far, we will have, you know, that will have, that will have made our day. Um, but you know, in scripture, God's word says, you know, without, uh, you know, without a vision and, and, you know, where do we go? Um, uh, without a, without knowing where you're going, your people aren't sure if they can trust you to trust you. Um, in your leadership capacity. So digging down deeper into that specifically in it, as it relates to our kids, talk to your children often about these couple of principles. We are doing life together. There's a powerful, powerful visual in that. Give them a vision of where you're going and talk about it frequently. Mm-hmm. I would often say to the kids, Hey, you know, we're not just doing middle school. We're not just doing high school. You know, we're not just doing college. I am raising you so that we can enjoy a rich relationship for decades to come. Mm -hmm. Because when we turn the tassel or you go to college or you get a job or you move out, that's not, that's not the end of it for us. That's just another chapter in the saga of God building our family. So paint a picture for them. Talk about it often and ask them questions like, I see us doing this. Do you? Mm-hmm. I would love for you to consider this. After we do this, then we're going to do that. Is that okay? And I can guarantee whatever leadership role you're in, whether it's your children or with your spouse or in ministry, the minute you explain to somebody what you're doing and why, and then you flip it to, is that okay? Mm-hmm. Automatically, this this head nod thing starts going. Mm-hmm. It's almost a psychological impossibility unless they're adamantly opposed to what it is you're doing um, for them not to say, OK. And the reason for this is because you've heard them and you have affirmed you've mm-hmm. painted a picture of where you're going. You've explained it to them and they can see it. They can see what's coming next. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're on some wild ride and. They don't know where all the twists and turns are. They don't really know where all the twists and turns are, but they do know this. They're going to do it together because Mm -hmm. we're doing life together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, none of us can know what's coming next. I mean, that's one of the gifts of not seeing into the future, honestly, is that um, God knows and we we get to trust in him. Uh, But if we can provide that kind of good leadership for our kids, of yeah, we'll get through it together. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So how else do we communicate to our kids? Like we might not be like on in the wild, king, I, the wild kingdom. Like we might not be in the magic kingdom. Maybe we are in the wild kingdom, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but providing clear leadership for them and listening to them, um, asking their opinion. Uh, everybody gets a voice that goes a long way to communicating well together as a group, as a family and ministry at your job. Um, you have written a couple books, um, parenting beyond the rules and author of building stronger families. And I love parenting beyond the rules. Can you just, can you just unpack that a little bit? Why'd you choose that title? And what are some of what, like, what was the idea behind that kind of unique title? 
largely because we've worked with teenagers. We have five, we have five children. So we had five kids, five teenage years. I mean, five kids that we took through the teenage years. Um, but we also worked with, uh, the, the college ministry and with the high school ministry at our church. We'd always have our home open every week for either Bible study or fellowships, holiday gatherings. Mm-hmm. And I started listening. I just started paying attention to what the kids were saying, what they were doing, what they wish their parents knew that they just can't tell them because their parents would overreact or, but they needed somebody to talk to. They needed a safe place. They needed the two things I shared earlier. They needed to be heard and they needed to be affirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as, as I was getting near the end of my parenting, you know, official parenting journey, I just kept saying, asking the Lord, what do you want me to do next? What's the next assignment? Which is how I live my life. It's like I, I'm given one assignment at a time. And he just said, I want you to write. And I thought it was a little comical. Um, but I'm saying, okay, if you want me to do this, you're going to have to open the door. And it segued into this whole parenting beyond the rules, raising teens with confidence and joy, because the teen years is the hardest time for us to keep the heart of our kid. But if we lose the heart of our kid, then it makes the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, it can make those extremely difficult to have a, have a relationship with. So I wanted to help parents navigate the teen years so they could build a rich relationship, so they could grow the family that God had given them, not the one they wish they saw they had or the ones they saw on social media. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a the realization that as parents it's really easy for easy for us to create limits, rules, and boundaries. We're really good at that because it makes us feel safe and there's an element of control. Um and, and largely because we love our kids and we don't want them to get into you know, we don't want them to be hurt or harmed. But what happens when your child starts to grow up and they don't really appreciate that anymore? You know, the rule doesn't work. The limit that you set, the boundary that you placed, it becomes this barrier and you just think you can't move it. And I, I just give parents permission. Mm-hmm. You establish the rules, the limits, the boundaries. You can adjust them. As your child grows, you have to adjust. Mm-hmm. I do think that is, um, you know, the homeschool world seems like it's really changed a lot in the last couple years from, um, a lot, you know, there's so many reluctant homeschoolers now, people who don't really necessarily want to be homeschooling, but they're removing their kids from a public school situation because of safety issues or whatever. And so that lifestyle perhaps of, of, of we're protecting our kids from something out there is, there's a difference. There's a change in the homeschool community at large from what I can see. And I do think if we can just kind of embrace some of that, like we don't need to be reactive homeschoolers or educators. We can be proactive. And really what the the plan that you're laying out in your book is really proactivity that you can have their boundaries and roles and guidelines. And yet that doesn't have to be the complete definition of what you're doing. Yes. And it's not a wishy-washy, what do you feel like today? Um, Which some parents kind of I've never actually had this. All I seem to get feedback from is this just gives parents freedom, freedom to adjust, freedom to pivot. And I often say, Lisa, to parents when I speak um, around the country or I'm on a media program, I often say we when we give ourselves permission to adjust, it doesn't mean that we are breaking our own rules. It just means that we're paying attention to the needs of the child Mm-hmm. And that when we are able to do that, we maintain the primary influence on our child's life. Mm-hmm. That only happens when we have taken the time to consider and work on the relationship and nurture that. 
mm-hmm. not at the cost of having rules because rules are necessary. I mean, we all live by them. We all have laws. We, the, the laws of the speed limit, I know some people think those are suggestive. They're not meant to be suggestive. <laughs> and, you know, some police officers, you know, they don't take it as a suggestion either, but we all have to live within the confines of a society. Mm-hmm. But there are areas where we can, where I tell parents, you've got to learn how to master the art of the pivot. Mm-hmm. And your life is going to constantly be pivoting, financial shortfalls, health issues, uh, crisis, children that maybe make some really poor decisions that can take a family in a, in a hard direction. Those are all pivots and, but they don't have to be the end of our family or the end of our relationships. Mm-hmm. And, I, I like what you said. When I started homeschooling, Lisa, we were running to something. Mm-hmm. We were running to the ideal of stronger families, uh, imparting our values and our faith to our kids. So we were running to homeschooling. Now the generation is they're running from something. Mm-hmm. So you may be running from bullying, running from you know, not good education or all the, all the issues that your child may be facing in private and public, I mean, public and private school. But to be honest with you, if you're running from something and you don't have that target, you really don't know if you're going to make it or not because mm-hmm. you're really not sure. And then mm-hmm. you have all these voices out there that they're running aimlessly through the woods as well. And everybody's claiming, you know, I'm, I'm doing it this way and I'm doing it that way. And on and on it went. And I'm going, how do you know if you're going to get there? If you're following the person in front of you, who's not gotten there themselves, right. you're really setting yourself up for potential trouble. So don't follow somebody. It's like with everything. Don't follow somebody that hasn't been there or done it. It doesn't, you don't have to do it just like they did it, but that becomes something that you aim for. And that's what parenting beyond the rules is. It's something to aim for mm-hmm. so that we're not running against we're running to something. I love that. And, and back again to without a vision, the people will perish. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's just good, solid sense. I love how you talk about pivots and that all of our life is full of pivots. And we've talked about growth mindset a lot on this podcast and that mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of times some of those pivots are, they feel like they're earth shattering. They're life shattering. Like health crisis is financial. You, you mentioned several of them that we've heard. We hear stories all the time of people who have had really hard things just hit them. And how do you pivot from that and realize it's not the end of the story that, that all of our lives are a story that's God ordained and God breathed. And he has, he has good pivots in store for us. If we can just keep clinging to him and wait for that next, that next redirect. But if we can just get in our head that some of those hard things aren't the end, it's just a hard pivot and we just have to cling to the true things. Um, I love that. And uh, you know, the other thing you mentioned, you're always asking God, what's the next assignment? And that is so helpful to think about as we parent because our kids go through ages and stages. What's the next assignment for me in this age and stage? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And they're not all fun and they're not easy. Sometimes there are seasons of just God saying, no, not now. Um, Sometimes there are seasons of your kids saying, you know, uh, I hear what you're saying, but I don't buy it. you, you, sometimes your kids go through stages and, and seasons of trying to flesh out everything you've poured into them since they were born and they hit the middle or high school years. And basically what's trying to happen in their brain is it's trying to go from the head to the heart. And sometimes 
there's some obstacles in there and, and they, they just kind of get stuck. Mm-hmm. But when, when we talk about mastering the art of the pivot, uh, I'm, it is not a matter of if your family's going to hit a wall or if, you know, somebody's going to have a medical crisis or a financial uh, shortfall or an elderly parent or even a, a, a diagnosis of some sort. It's just not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. When right. and what? Mm-hmm. What will hit you and when will it happen? Mm-hmm. But again, having that vision of knowing where you're going. If you can still keep the vision of I'm building a family, we're going to do life together. When those massive boulders just come crashing down, you're like, well, this road can't go down this road anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to you know, turn the car around and we're going to have to go another direction and maybe even carve another path. Mm-hmm. You, you made a comment about like, how do you do that? Well, you realize that one, God is still on the throne. Mm-hmm. that it's always, and, and, and for your listeners, I want you to write this down, it's always too soon to quit. Mm. It's always too mm. soon to quit. It's hard sometimes. And you can get on social media and see how rosy somebody else's life is because you didn't see the 50 pictures that didn't make it onto their post. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw the pretty one, the clean house, the clean school room, you know, everything looks wonderful. Their hair and their makeup, are, you know, are on and the clothes match and the shoes are on the right feet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, to be honest with you, when, when we stop and we realize I have decided that no matter what comes, God is still going to lead us. He may carry us. He may take us by the hand. He may say, wait and pause. You're going to sit here for a while. We have some, you have some lessons, some, some hard work that needs to be done in you or you need to do in one of your children. Mm-hmm. And it gives you that sustainable hope that, okay, this, this isn't, this is going to drive me crazy. I may not really like it. It, it might be difficult to, to be joyful at, at a certain moment, but it's always too soon to quit mm-hmm. because God isn't finished. And as I say to the rest of that phrase, so if you wrote that down, it's always too soon to quit. You can't quit, but you can rest. Mm. I love that. I love that. You can't quit, but you can rest. Um, And I think a lot of times we feel like if we're not doing something, we've quit. Yeah. Um, but with parenting and communication, sometimes that pause is what is needed more than anything, mm-hmm. not more talking, yeah. not more, more wrestling or pushing through, but just pausing and getting settled and regrouping yeah. and pivoting well, instead of pivoting badly, I, I can pivot badly very well. <laughs> <laughs> it might be my gift actually. <laughs> I mean, how many times do we pivot and we just face plant? You know, we run up against that wall. I'm like, whoops, I should have turned right. I turned left. Whoa. Um, but again, when, <laughs> but you know how, kind of circling back to how you opened this up, Lisa, and you were talking about your show is about soft skills. The, the hard skills, the, the, the skills to be able to perform and function and make a living and, you know, do all the things that are needed from a physical or technical standpoint. Those are all learnable. Mm. They're all, you mm. know, there's, there's a, a woman, I, I, I think there's a book out. I've not read it, so I'm not endorsing, endorsing it, but I just liked what the book said. It was like, everything is figure outable. Oh yeah. I mean, I've read parts of that book. 
It's yeah, very I helpful. Have, <laughs> uh, just the title makes me go, yeah, I don't even need to read your book because I totally get it. You know, the yeah. power of, you know, your show is about communication, the power of words. Does that not paint a picture right there mm-hmm. of some, it's not hopeless. You know, it's not hopeless. It's figure outable. Right. Um, but I, I brought that up because as it relates to soft skills and, and hard skills, and I, I speak a lot about those, especially in leadership forums. Mm-hmm. If, if your child has a bunch of knowledge, I mean, they're just, they're, they're whiz bangs, they're brilliant kids, they have all this knowledge, but they don't have the ability to communicate it in a way that other people hear it because they maybe, let's say that's so technical that they don't know how to break it down into layman's terms. <laughs> Or let's say they have all this knowledge, but then they're rude and gruff because they don't apply the manners to <laughs> to human interaction. All that knowledge means nothing. Mm-hmm. You can learn the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You can go and get that training. But what serves your child, what serves you in leadership, the most effective is your ability to discern and learn and figure out Mm. How to speak so other people hear the words that you're saying. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that really, I, I love that because it, it really puts it on us. Like we need to really learn how to communicate well so that we've talked about this in podcasts before so that the other person sees us seeing them and hears us hearing them. And, yeah. and that's skills that we can learn those. We can teach our kids those. Um, Connie, it has been delightful. I, I know you guys have loved listening to, to Connie as much as I have. If you want to hear more, she has a podcast of her own called Equipped to Be, and we'll put the link in the show notes. And anything you want to leave our listeners with today? I mean, you've said so much. I've taken two pages of notes myself. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Um, no, I'd say, yeah, follow me. Uh, I'm on social media, Connie Albers, uh, Connie Albers author on Facebook. Connie Albers on Instagram. Um, I've got my website, ConnieAlbers.com. So connect with me. I'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, I love supporting you and the, the podcast here that you're doing and the ministry that you um, have felt to push out, or actually the message that's on your heart. So I'm glad I was able to come in and enter your space and and encourage the people that you are pouring into. And I'm glad that I, I, you know, I pray it was a blessing and I appreciate you having me on. Well, thanks for being here. It, it's been delightful. Oh, I, I also wanted to, you, you're available to speak too. If people want to invite you to their, um, their homeschool convention or conference, you travel all over the world to speak for events. I mean, I'm assuming you travel all over the world, right? I do. Yeah. And thank you for, uh, yeah, I always forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure people know they could reach out to you and invite you to their event on homeschooling, parenting, communication. You speak on a wide variety of topics. Vision, leadership. leadership. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. If you need a fantastic conference speaker, touch base with Connie Albers. Yeah. So I would say, if you're going to mention those, I would say creativity and innovation and, and you know, creativity, innovation, leadership, homeschooling, um, and matters related to far- parenting and faith. Too many things. And I was saying, well, there's some yeah. things <laughs> Okay. The older we get, the more little tools we have in our toolbox. I know. It's it's <laughs> good. It's good. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been delightful. And we'll send people your way with links in the show notes. As always, thank you for joining us for another episode of Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. 
Stay tuned for next week's episode, where I'll be joined by my husband, Dr. David Neary, to talk about listening skills and how they can contribute to not only the development of critical thinking skills, but peace in your home. We'd love to hear your comments and questions and appreciate your listening, sharing, and downloading this podcast. We'll see you next week for another episode of Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.